All right. So we are grateful and thankful to join together as the love of God. So grateful, so thankful to come together for the purpose of remembering and recognizing the fullness of love that's happening in our hearts, in our minds. So grateful to join together for the purpose of partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self to download divine instruction, guidance, insight, wisdom, and clarity. We are joining together to let go of the past and to open to pure wisdom and insight. We are grateful to declare our willingness to be of service to those around us, to be of service to our clients, as well as to ourselves and our loved ones, and this Power of Love community. We are truly grateful and thankful to open our hearts to the pure insight. In gratitude, we allow it to be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So this is really a time for you folks to ask your questions and share your uh, questions that come up in your counseling sessions. And look, there's Allison. Ah, so nice to see you. Very, very nice. Yeah, wow. Good to be here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's good to be here. Good. How's your mom, Allison? You know, um, I sent you an email so you can catch up, but she's doing amazingly well. Um, she's very, very weak from the chemo. That's the biggest thing. She's. Um, I'm staying with her full time. So she's decided to finish this round of chemo and then stop the chemo. So I support, which I support 100%. So wow. thank you for asking. Yeah, well, give her a big hug for me. Thank you. I will. Yeah. Mm. So anybody have a question? Well, I do. Um, so now that I'm staying with my mom full time, so I, I want to start back into the groove, so to speak, of the spiritual counseling. So um, I thought maybe I would take Jeannie possibly and to get everybody's email because I know there's a lot more people in the group than um, once was. So. Well, Angela actually can be a big support to you. Oh, good. Perfect. I'll be talking to her later. Yeah. So good. There you go. Yeah, she can. She can get you on track. I can't hear you. Yeah. Well, Kevin, how about you? You have any questions there? Um. Well, I've really um had some great success with my uh, my counseling sessions so far, and um, I've really not had um, too many difficulties come up. You know, I just had, um, I think the, the, the biggest thing that I've kind of experienced with one of my sessions was um, I felt that the client um, had a, a predetermined idea of um, what I might say and what the outcome of the situation should be mm. instead of um, maybe just following the divine inspiration of what was coming up. And so I felt um, I felt that there was minutes where I was starting to overthink um, what was occurring versus just allowing it to happen. And so it created a little anxiety for me. Um, it still turned out pretty well in the end, um, but it was um, – it was just kind of a different experience than what I've ex had experienced so far. So it was, um, it was a little challenging for me. And I think what it brought up for me was um, to continue to trust the inspiration and, um, and, 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 and to not um, have my own expectations of outcomes. And uh, so it, it helped me for sure um, with the process, 
but it left me in the end feeling a little bit. I'm, I'm hoping they got what they wanted or what they, what their desires were. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can certainly relate to that. Uh, I've had a number of times where a client, I could tell they, they, um, I've had it be many times that people come to me, uh, in order to get permission to end the relationship or to walk away from somebody, you know, so they present their case, their evidence that, <coughs> that they should be able to leave. Right. I can go now. Right. And, <laughs> um, I, of course they can go if they would like to go, they can leave, they can never speak to that person again, they can do anything they'd like to do. But of course, I'm going to be counseling them to take the path that's going to bring the peace in the long run. And um, people think that uh, ending a relationship is going to bring them peace. Mm. Is it anything like that? Um, it was um, a situation sim in a similar kind of like tone, uh, for sure. Um, it was uh, where they were struggling with the relationship with their mother. And um, it, it basically all kind of went back to the way they were treated in childhood. And... Um, they were having a hard time seeing how that related to the current situation mm. and they weren't willing to let that, let that go. They, they wanted to find another reason for it and, and kind of wanted me to um, buy into the story mm. of why there wasn't really an answer for it. Mm. Um, so for instance, um, my mom is never happy. I can't make her happy. There's nothing I can do to um, convince her of this. Um, instead of looking at what is the cause of that unhappiness and what can we do to, to get to that root cause. And when I would try to go back to that, it just, it just didn't seem to work. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Uh, let me just feel this for a second. Yeah, I, it's, um, you know, in my science of mind training, on a certain level, the main thing that they gave us, and see if you agree with this, Sue, that the did that because uh, it might be the unity training as well, that it was all about going, looking, searching, searching, searching for the root cause, and um, I would as when I was starting out as a counselor, I would really be looking hard for that root cause, trying to figure out what it was. And then I could say, aha, ha, I, I figured it out. This is the root cause here. And um, so we can uh, now we can approach the issue from that awareness of the root cause and we can see it all differently now. And um, what I've come to learn from my own healing experience is that, and, and others, is that the instantaneous miraculous healing that we can have now is not in any way reliant on understanding the root cause. And uh, sometimes it's helpful, you know, if you have um, termites in your house and you can't figure out where they're coming from and you figure them out, figure that out, you can deal with that, that place they're coming from. But it's not actually going to 
be healing. It's just information on a certain level. Mm. So a lot of times the thing to do is just be a so present in the moment to not regard anyone as having a problem. They, they have a, a belief, they have an attachment, uh, which isn't necessarily a problem. It could, it can cause a problem or cause the appearance of a problem. Uh, but it's, it's more about are they willing to have a healing? Are they willing to let it go regardless of what, if they even know what it is they're letting go? And, you know, just at the level of the effect, we could say, are you willing to let go of being upset? Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know if that's helpful at all. Very helpful. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, the, the, the intellectual spiritual counselor will become like a detective looking to cleverly find that root cause. Uh, but a, a, a client can have a miraculous healing in an instant because they just have a realization. Mm-hmm. That's why I so frequently quote that Ernest Holmes quote about the only time that it takes to have a, a healing is the time that it takes to have a realization. Mm. So what, how would you describe the essence of that issue they had with their mother, just the core of it? Um, it seemed um, uh, an, an emotional um, attachment of some sort, um, almost like um, there was an expectation for there to be an upset. And if there wasn't an upset, it was almost like, well, what's going on? So um, I think it was a, a kind of a form of some dysfunctional compassion kind of going on in the relationship. Like um, she needed to feed her mother um, attention to kind of keep that kind of hamster wheel going. And when it wasn't there, it created even more tension. Yeah, because I, I, is it like, who is she if her mother doesn't need her? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, you know, the vast majority of people are in relationships of that nature. Mm-hmm. You know, if this person doesn't need me, who am I? You know, there's so many things that happen in this world where... Um, people get so wrapped up in their identification as caregivers mm-hmm. or just I, I am a, a being because of my relationship with this job, this person, this dog, this whatever, and, and this spiritual community mm-hmm. becomes our identity. And then uh, the thought of giving that up is is frightening to a lot of people because then they don't know who they are or the only thing they can see who they are is something they don't like mm-hmm. so if you're it's if you're like trying to pry that out of their hands they're not going to appreciate it mm-hmm. absolutely yeah so they have to look they have to we have to help them see well what else would you like to experience in your life? What could mm-hmm. you, you know, if you weren't doing this, what would you like to be doing? And and sometimes they feel incapable of doing anything else, so they don't even want to entertain that. But to begin to see that as long as they're so focused on that, they're they're not able to have other life experiences. Can start to help them loosen up on things. Yeah, most of us are pretty convinced of what we are believing, so. How are you, Elena? I'm good. (laughs) Thank you. 
Anything mm-hmm. going on with you? Uh, yes. Uh, well, the most, uh, the question actually that I would like to ask is, um, it came already when I was in the special counselor intensive. I realized that I am, I kind of have this uh, pattern of, um, well, the, the, the fact that I often have overwhelm in my life, it's not new, but I also realized that I, I create this pattern. I would so get in this overwhelm and then neglect myself and then I will, I will be useless as a spiritual counselor now because I cannot counsel people because I'm, I'm so, I mean, you have nothing to give. You cannot counsel essentially. So that's, that's what I, and I, I think that it's, it's clear, it's like what I see now, it's getting better, but I still have this pattern. So like I look at my schedule and I think it is so packed. It's so, it is so much already in it. So the only thing I want is just like, oh, I just, Leave me alone. I just want to sleep. You know, just want, just really, I, I, I need a rest. And then I think, where in the schedule can I even imagine to put a client? One client. I don't know. It's like, what, which time I would, I would, I, I don't know. So that's, that's my, and I would like to hear it. Yeah. Well, you know, one way to do that is to look at the things in your life, really, and and put prioritize them. Did, did you watch that Big Brock's video? Oh yes, and I did. I worked. I have. Oh, I did. I worked on like almost, well, well, several hours definitely on this, and then I defined my Big Brock's. That's good. I am. I am clear on that. It gives a lot of clarity. I, it, yeah. Yes. And, uh, but it, I will know, I will say this, but I know that it's, it's all thinking. I know I got clear on it, but, but <laughs> I still see it. Like even this big rock, big rocks, I'm still overwhelmed with them somehow, even with those, you know, like spirituality, Korea, um, family, and here we have it. Like my son needed attention, more attention than usually, and that's it. You yeah. got me to this place where bam, and this is my big rock. I don't want, ha- I don't want to have career and to know when my heart is broken. Thank you. So yeah. I'm now, now on it. Yeah. But you see, and it seems to me that I'm just, I'm, it's like. There is something, there is a pattern there that I would like to break. Yeah. I I think you might need to get rid of the kids. Yes, what I thought about it. Yeah, I really honestly think I'm thinking about it. <laughs> they are very time consuming. <laughs> And today, just driving back home, I was like, after a very, very busy day, I was like, somehow I don't feel tired and I actually feel good today. Why am I feeling good? Because I just realized that my true essence is joy and that I can allow myself this joy. And I was really feeling good, you know? And I thought, hmm, maybe this is the key that if I don't torture myself and I just do things and go through my day being enthusiastic and joyful, then I will not be tired and I can still take a client when I come home. You know, that's, maybe this is a key. <laughs> maybe it doesn't have to be less. You know, you shared once about, uh, who was it who said that it's, it's not going to be less, but you are going to do it with like, with less effort. It's going to be easier. Yeah. Yeah, how we how we look at things as being uh, challenging and difficult or easy and relaxed, that actually contributes a huge amount to how things go and um, and just what kind of things get get um, come that come up, you know. So, for instance. Um, 
I have known uh, a number of people who are really, who, who have uh, you know, a lot of energy towards complaining. And I just see that, oh, their car breaks down a lot and their animals are sick a lot. And, you know, the weather creates problems for them a lot or, you know, this and this and this. And so uh, those things are very time consuming. Uh, and so... It's, it's also very much about, and this is a great thing to know in terms of working with clients too, as well as ourselves. Uh, I used to have these ideals and these standards uh, that, uh, and, and I, I realized that I was judging everything against the standard of the ideal woman. And uh, every, every, everyone I judged against that standard of the ideal woman, including myself, and everyone was terrible at being the ideal woman. All the men, all the women, the children, everybody, nobody's good at being an ideal woman. And so I, I really gave it up. And I just started to focus on the things that I enjoyed, you know. So for a long time, I would, you know, have all these shoulds about I should have all my paperwork filed. And when I was seeing clients in my home and I had, you know, these piles of paperwork and magazines and different things, and I thought, you know, all of this needs to be organized and put away, and, you know, I'd look around, well, who's going to be doing that? You know, who's, who's in charge of that stuff? Because, good Lord, I don't want to do it. But I really felt it should be done, and I wanted it done, but not by me. And I didn't have, you know, money to have somebody come in and do it. So I came up with a solution, which was I put it all in a suitcase. And I put the suitcase in the closet. And when my clients were there, I just take everything off the desk and put it in the suitcase and put the suitcase in the closet. You know, and then I have to get another suitcase because I just run out of room in that suitcase. <laughs> I am not kidding. But I didn't want to file any of those papers. And I didn't really want to go through any of them. But I couldn't just throw them away. Because I have to, you have to go through them before you can throw them away. So I would just wait until I had a couple of suitcases full, and then I'd, I'd then I'd sit down and do it. But I, I just wasn't one of these people that, you know, I would take ten minutes a day and clean off my desk. Or I just, it's not me. That is not me, and it's not ever going to be me. <coughs> you know, it's like. Uh, there's just things like that. You know, some people don't do their laundry until they just, they, they don't have any clean clothes left, you know. <coughs> I'm not that person, but because <coughs> I, I, it's easy to do for me, it's easy to do laundry, but there's also, you know, being efficient that we can learn to be efficient. So, you know, it's like, uh, well, if you're going to be cooking one meal, maybe you can cook two at the same time. And then, you know, you cook, just chop twice as many onions and twice as much garlic or whatever. And do you know what I mean? It's learning to have a, another level of efficiency so that you can have more time to relax. And the other thing is, is to, to do things, you know, I was thinking about this myself yesterday as I went to the grocery store and I bought, you know, $120 worth of groceries and I kind of thought, well, how many meals is this really going to be here? And then I started thinking, you know, cause I like to make soup. So I was going to make a couple of different things of soup and I, I thought, you know, I wonder if I'd be better off just going to Whole Foods and buying their soup, you know? Seriously, 
I mean, I like cooking. I like to have fresh food, but they're making fresh food over every, over there every day. And it's a five-minute car ride. <clears throat> so, you know, I'm just thinking, hmm, really? Seriously? What? Maybe a couple times a week I'll just go get the soup from Whole Foods. It's it's things like that. How can you um, find an hour here and an hour there? And then take that hour and just chill. Yeah, so it's exactly the part that's missing. It's simply chill. I just I was just describing to my mom on the phone that if I can just sit and watch from my and look from my window doing nothing for half an hour. My life would be just great. It's like all I need is this. Yeah. Nothing major, but right. really this, you know. Well, make it a big rock. I just see. I mean, the house isn't going to burn down if you do that. It's not going to explode or anything. So <laughs> just, just see. Do it for a week and just make that something you do first. I was laughing about the papers because I'm not going to turn my computer, but you will see. I need already three suitcases probably here. Yeah. Well, you know, and then maybe sometimes, you know, maybe once a month or something, you, you just have to say to your husband, I, I have to have mom's day. You can have dad's day, but I've got to have mom's day. And you just, you know, mom's day is the third Saturday of the month or whatever, however it works out. But you, you claim that. Yeah, and, this would be so great. Yeah. yeah. And he has to take the kids out of the house and you get to, unless you want to go somewhere else. But you know, a lot I like, I like being here. Yeah. 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 Mm. Stay home in your pajamas and read and eat chocolate and stuff like that. Yeah, I know it's really important too because it yeah. makes you a better counselor. Yes, I know. I know that's what I that's what I just I realized it there and I I see now that it's um that I'm again getting into this pattern. So I will definitely I'm going to use this advice. Yeah. Yeah, I spent the, you know, I'm, I'm just getting over the flu, but I spent most of the weekend being unproductive in a sense. But it was really necessary for me to just rest and not do much of anything. I know that my body, I mean, in the past, my body would just do this for me. It would just knock me out. And I would be staying, like, I would go on a sick leave, stay one week at home. And as soon as I go to the doctor, get the sick leave, I come back home, I'm, I'm fine. I don't think I'm not ill anymore because all I needed is this time for myself. Right. Yeah, and coordinate those play dates and get those children out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> or coordinate a bunch of play dates to have them come over and then you leave the house. But, you know, your husband's there or something. Yeah. I will think about it. It's really just just think about it as a possibility and then it will be uh, shown. Like even with homework, I always thought I was like irreplaceable. irreplaceable. And yesterday I pressed out of my mouth to my own surprise when my husband said, oh, you know, you know, mathematics I can do with them. And I was like, I was like going to. And then said, Okay. Great. Now he's got that job. And he was gorgeous. He's so good. He's really absolutely amazing. Yep. So that's it. You know, it's, uh, you don't have to do everything. It's the specialness. Yeah. It's because you get points for doing everything, right? Yeah. You have to give up all the points. Yeah. Yeah. Really important. Stop keeping the points. Let other people do as much as possible. Yeah. 
and he is more present now when I allow him to suddenly to because he used to be always outside somewhere just he was now at home and now he's here he's present because I let him do this so I, yeah. because I'm so motivated to be a good counselor I'm so motivated to do this so I, I can let him do the other things yeah yeah Mm. Good. Thank you. I took too much time for myself, probably, but it was so necessary. I was, it was really in my heart. It's like, I don't want to leave this pattern anymore. Well, I see other people nodding their heads. They can relate. Thank you. Yeah. Any client questions? Any client challenges? Um, yes. Uh, I have a question. Uh-huh. When um, I had that client that was in a relationship and it ended up being a couple's counseling, and I had the sense, first of all, that I wanted to give advice, major advice, and I wanted to tell them what was right and what, you know, just to, to control the call, basically. And they ended up um, breaking up on the phone call, which was, you know, I didn't see that as the success at all. So when that stuff rises up, the the inclination to jump in and try to give advice or the inclination to want to direct the call to, you know, rainbows and butterflies when it's not really going that way. Um, what do you suggest? Yeah, that's a good question, Allison. So at the beginning of the session, establishing what's the intention. Yes. Okay. That the people have, what is their intention? Mm -hmm. And remembering that that's their, whatever their intention is so that I don't have a superseding intention. Um, do you happen to remember what their intention was? Well, you know what, I'm trying to remember. Um, the first, actually the first call, and, and this is something that I, just by you talking about it makes me take control of the call. At the first call, he just happened to come onto the call and was kind of a latecomer to the call. So I really hadn't planned for the couple counseling situation. So when it happened, I don't think we set a clear intention for the two of them. It was more just that individual's intention. And then the second time we had, when they broke up, um, they, the intention was to have clear communication and to be each to be heard. And then it turned into just a ping pong match kind of, of, all their stuff and I just at some point just you know I didn't know what to do and I didn't do anything I just kind of sat there and listened and, and then it just kind of spiraled out really uh, well if it just becomes a ping-pong match I, what I think I might do is to interrupt it, you know, really get in there and go, hey, 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 you know, right now, if you continue this way, you don't need me. Exactly. So would you like to continue this offline or would you like to do something different? Perfect. Yes, very good. To you if you'd like to do something different, mm -hmm. but if you'd like to keep going the way you are, uh, I think we're good. Perfect. Yeah, that's good. Because that it, I felt like it just got away from me, and that would be, you know, an appropriate way to rate it in. Because that's kind of what needed to happen. Like, hey, time out, dude. You know, like it was just a little too uh, back and forth, back and forth. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, you know, couples counseling is um, it's so important to establish the ground rules. So what I'm hearing you say 
or, or not the, just the ground rules, but you know, the very, very strong intention. Right. <coughs> why you're meeting in the first place and have both in the couple agreeing to that. Right. You know, that you, they both agree to that. So what I'm hearing you say is you're having a conversation with one person and then the second person jumps in. They haven't agreed to the intention that was set. Right. That was the first call. Okay. So, so. They, so they were, uh, yeah. So it's, if something like that's to transpire, then you, you have to say, okay, we set this intention at the beginning. Is this the intention that we're going to go forward with? Are we going to recalibrate this intention now that there's two people here? Yeah. I mean, I'd be willing to be flexible, but I, that's where I would start always with that intention. Okay. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. And I would, it's not enough to say the intention. It's important that it's understood amongst everyone uh, why I'm just going to see we got some feedback happening. I didn't hear a word you said. Uh, so what's important to establish is uh, not just what is the intention, uh, but why is that the intention now? So in other words, so let's say that the couple has the, in their intention is better communication. So, you know, Steve, uh, so why is this intention about communication important to you right now? You know, and Dave, why is it important to you right now? Right. See if they're on the same page. Exactly. That's because good. If they're not, that's fine. It's fine. But if they are right there, that's clearer communication. That's helpful. Because so often when people are uh, arguing and having trouble in their relationship, the number one thing is often that they feel threatened that they are falling apart, they're drifting apart. And um, out of that fear, they even want to push the person further and further just to see will they actually go or will they snap into action and, and get involved. That's exactly what I think the situation was or is um, just to have that time to just have a free for all kind of a little bit. Yeah. So that's yeah, good. I don't need you for that. Right. No, 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 no. Very uncomfortable. But, but it's, it's, it's uncomfortable because why? Because I was in the conversation that was just out of, you know, it was irrational and it was anger filled. And, um, you know, I was just a participant in that kind of madness. So. I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't know what to do to rein it in. And, and what you just said would have been perfect if I could have done that. Yeah, live and learn. Right, right. Oh, I think I'll talk to them again. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Angela? I actually had my first couple session as well, and I didn't expect it either. Um, it started with a woman, like it was a couple. Um, I met with one of the women, or two women, and it was about her really not feeling at peace. And so it was about her and her life and how she was feeling in her relationship. So she was meeting with me privately. But then her partner came in, <laughs> not only delivering meals, like we had an appetizer and then we had an entree. It was like amazing. So she's coming into the picture but what I noticed was that I felt in this dynamic was here I have my client, I would say my client, expressing her and being vulnerably expressing 
how she's feeling uncomfortable in her life and her relationships. And then her partner came in and it was really interesting because the dynamic that I had to maneuver with was blaming my client that it's, yeah, you see, she's the one breaking our relationship down. And it was like, here she is professing and admitting how she's uncomfortable with herself. And then the partner's coming in and saying, she's making it impossible. And even though I know these people, it was that little tone. It was really subtle, but I felt it. And I started to feel this really strong um, call to just really even the playing field with responsibility without being like a cop. But I had to put that there because it was she was such a softer, I don't know, I could just feel her being the target. And so now I see where setting the tone together is so important because the, the way that this other person joined in, it was like, yeah, she makes it so hard for peace in this house. And I was like, oh, I'm not okay with this. Um, but it was really, it was really interesting. It was really new for me. But I kind of calmly rose up and just was like, because I was like, well, you're taking it personally. <laughs> like, but anyway, this is a really interesting, it's really interesting to do. And, um, but I saw that as my first learning was even the playing field. Everyone's responsible for what's happening. Right. <laughs> So was it your client's choice to invite their partner into their session? It wasn't her um, conscious choice. However, I knew that the client's, her, her relationship with her partner was her biggest challenge. So that's what she really wanted to heal. And somehow we were talking about her sister. It just happened. So she wanted to steer it back to, no, no, I want to fix this. <laughs> um, so that was the other thing. It was like a multi-layered session, which honestly was three hours. It was in person, which I find is a very different thing. I almost have found in person, it's like we have a table we're sitting at and it's laying all the cards out. We have more space. I don't know. It's just very different for me. Yeah. In person. Yeah. Um, and I've flowed with it, but I think that there's also me establishing <laughs> when, and I've flowed to the saturation point. However, three hours is quite long. Yeah. My husband was stuck at work. It was like, I got in a time warp. I was like sucked in and so present that everything else stopped like for me, except for the issue. So that was another thing to learn. Yeah. Because then I'm like, wow, that was three sessions, maybe five, I don't know, in one. But So if you had it to do over, what would you do differently? I think first is I'm always learning, um, what's your time? Let's establish our time boundary. Like what, what's the best time for us to work to, until for both of us? Number one, on the table. Um and what's your number one thing you'd like to talk about? Since I'd never met with her before. So we're going through the whole history of what's creating discomfort in her life. So maybe let's let's really establish the what would you like to focus on? Yeah. Because even the intention of feeling not at peace in her life is so large that then we're not sure where we're going with application of um mind training really like what where what can, what example can we work with for you to see how what how you hold this in your mind affects how it feels so i think that's the other thing i would have done and now with an awareness i would say would you like your partner in the session or would you prefer a private session Yeah. And also for her to know my rate, because at the end of the night, she was like, so how much is this? <laughs> and I was like, well, this is my rate. And since we, we didn't establish a time, 
please pay what feels okay for you because we didn't, we didn't contract this really. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good to establish those parameters. And you will find that 99% of the time, your clients will feel more comfortable if they know what the parameters are. They know what your rates are. They know how long the session's going to be uh, and what the goals are. Uh Establishing all that stuff up front. And also to establish it, um, you know, even before they, they book the session or, you know, uh, before you get together for, for that level of clarity. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would advise uh, oftentimes that uh, even as you, you could establish this as a protocol, I don't. Um, but maybe I will um, to establish it as a protocol that once someone books a session that you contact them and say, what is your intention for this session? Uh, in one to two sentences, does they have to, you know? And you can say to them, just will you please email that to me um, within 24 hours of our session, or something like that. This that's going to give them get them thinking about it more. I find that people book sessions with me and then they'll say, I don't, Jennifer, I don't even know why I booked this session. I just, you know, or people will be like, well, at the time I booked it, I was hysterical. So, but I don't feel that way anymore. So now what, you know, which is fine. But um, for me, it's fine. But I, I would, I would recommend that you get your clients thinking more about um, specifics because it just it's it loosens them up for changing their mind, being more conscious, being more aware, being more available. And I could see with a new client, they don't have to start with their life story. Then we're starting with yeah this really um, identified focus for her and me, because she's kind of like, uh, where do I start? <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I try, you know, some people, they really want to, they just want to know that you know their life story before they can re relax, because um, they don't trust that you can... Mm -hmm. weigh everything and understand everything if you don't understand all the context. Um, which I I was of a similar mind, so I can relate to that and, and see why people do that. But um, yeah, it's it's very helpful to people to become aware. Oh, we can just deal with this one issue. They don't have to know my life story. I also like people will sometimes write very long emails to me before a session. Uh, it's like they want don't want to use their session time for <laughs> the backstory. So but they want me to sit and you know take ten minutes to read this detailed email. But I I just say to them, oh I I, I no I didn't see that. I, I just don't read it. But, you know, I, I have perhaps on occasion, I might have said, I can go find it and read it now if you like. You know? And they're like, no, 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 it's not necessary. 
but but you know I, I I also get a lot of long emails from people about how they feel about things and I can tell a lot of them they've sent them to many many people and it's just one that they've doctored a little bit for me so yeah that's why I say make them if you're going to have them send that intention by email ahead of time one to two sentence maximum you know I do like maximum in all caps to yeah so that they don't late you know labor telling your whole story yeah thank you so much yeah you're welcome at least you got some good food I guess Great food. And it just was like, are you free now? I'm like, yeah, where do you live? Down the road from you? And then it just, <laughs> the whole thing flew away from there. But, yeah. I saw Dina had her hand up, so I'm going to oh, okay. mute. Yeah. Where did Dina go? There she is. Hey, Dina. Oh, I just, okay. <laughs> All right. You can hear me now? Yes. Okay, so I wonder if you could give me a little, um, I don't know if you would call it homework or something like that. I found that quite a few of my people in the activation sessions, um, their, their challenge is to, is basically healing their body, you know, at the level of the mind. And, and that's been something that I've been more and more interested in. I had planned to try to learn a lot about this year. Um, I have very little knowledge of it now. Um, so um, I feel a little bit disingenuous, I guess would be the word, you know, when I'm telling them when I get to the bottom of the script and I'm saying, um, yes, you're, this has been activated for you now and you'll be you'll be uh, watch what's what's unfolding in the next week and I'll check back in with you. Um, so one lady who has had a lot of physical, I mean, severe, I think she almost died at one point. Um, when I contacted her back to check in on her, I mean, she's like, I've never been sicker. <laughs> in fact, my pets are, were so sick this week right after the activation. And I was just, so I just, I was just really honest with her. I said, you know, I'm also learning about uh, healing at the, healing the body at the level of the mind. I don't really know a whole lot about it. So maybe you and I between us could set an intention that we could both learn together and ask the question that we both be shown what it is we need to know about that. And then, you know, and I just offered for her to send me an email or a text or whatever as she, um, as things of interest unfold for her. And she has done that, not to any, you know, um, abusive or uncomfortable degree, just when certain things happen. So so I guess my question is, um, I'm definitely learning. I think this is a really large area, you know, healing at the healing the body, the level of the mind. It's big, uh, especially for a counselor in training, you know. <laughs> so what would you recommend I do maybe to help, you know, guide me a little bit? I don't, I don't really know. Do I just let it unfold as I learn and not worry about it too much? Or what do you think? Well, first of all, I really, really love the answer that you gave her. I, I think that was beautiful, really excellent. Uh, and uh, another thing is that this idea that it's big, healing the body at the level of the mind is big. Oh, you're right. It's not. That's right. All the, everything. There's nothing larger or smaller, right? It's all in the same. Okay. Okay. Levels of difficulty. Levels of difficulty. Okay. Okay. There are no levels of difficulty. All right. So I can look to other things that I I know more. I have more confidence and know for sure about, and just that's the same thing. It really is. And, and what makes it different, healing the body, is our belief system. That's the only thing that makes it different. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, um, 
also, I did a free, no, was it free? I can't remember. I don't remember. I did a class in t either 2015 or 2016 called Healing the Body at the Level of the Mind or Healing the Mind about the Body. Healing the Mind about the Body. It might have been a free class, either that or it was a bonus class for Living a Course in Miracles. I cannot recall but I can see the logo. Why don't you email here? I'll ask Lazy to find that class for us. Yeah, we are gonna be talking about healing this year for sure and physical healing. But I, I, I think you gave her a great answer. And you can come back now. Um, hang on a second. We're going to wrap this up in a minute. Um, Um, I was going to see if I could find a quote for you. Uh, it's not coming to mind right away. Yeah. Uh, I'll be on the lookout for it. Maybe I'll do a radio show about that. Great. Thank you for that good question. Does that, does that feel that like that uh, it, it leaves you with any, anything else? I, I think that was perfect insight. Um, it's, it's kind of that simplistic no brainer from Course in Miracles, um, but it, my mind does want to make that hugely long, you know, heal your body, your health. She's got really serious health issues. I think, and another client had like a uterine tumor. I just, they seem, I seem to be getting a lot of these people with real serious, you know, kind of things like that. And, but you're right. I, I it's my, I, my perspective has one bigger than the other. And I do have just a quick question. Um, you mentioned in the class, last night's class that the, uh, Spiritual counselors and training had their biographies and information on the website. I've never submitted any of mine. What do I need to do with that? Well, uh, you, can, you, can, you can send it in. Just email it to Angela. Or Glazy. Or Glazy, okay. Yeah. And do we send a picture or that type of thing? Okay. Or you could just put one of those handprints, you know. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, photo and a bio. And then you can be listed on the website. Same with everybody else if you haven't already done that. And if you go, um, Dina, to what's there on the website and you see everybody that's there, uh, you can read the, the different flavors and everybody's got their own things that they say. There's no two alike. So, yeah, express yourself. Beautiful. All right. Anybody else like need feel a need to say anything before we close it out here? Oh, did you get my email today about the websites? The survey, you fill that out. Thank you very much.
Anybody have any questions about that? Sue has a question. See if we can hear you. Uh, Sue, I can't hear you. Can you call in? Do you have the phone number? Can you call in? Do you have the phone number in your email or anything like that? Can you put it in the chat, somebody? Angela's going to put it in the chat. You know you're not going to call in? Or can you type a question, your question in the chat, Sue? Yeah, type your question in the chat there. Anybody else have any questions about the websites? Red's your color, Allison. Yeah. Beautiful. Sue, I sent you a chat. If you wanted to respond, you could type your question in if you feel like you could do that. Oh dear. <laughs> I'm going to give you all a heads up. Nobody knows this, uh, but so far of the people who have responded to the year one Uh, survey for the time of the class. 10 a.m. is what they are voting for. 10 a.m. on Monday. Which could not make me happier. I would love that. Oh, we're going to play charades. It's three words. First, you have to establish, is it a book? Is it a movie? Is it a song? <laughs> uh, we got to get Sue help with that, with her sound. Or you just want to pick up the phone and call me, Sue? Where's my phone? You have my cell phone? Just call my cell phone. No, you don't have your phone there. This call, I'll tell you what, 323-627-6218. I'll go grab my cell phone. Or I can call you. All right, Sue. Uh, um, say it again. Nobody can have what?
All right. Uh, so uh, she's saying that in this, I'm just going to uh, put this on mute for a second. Um, she's saying that in the state of New York, you have to be ordained or licensed before you can do any spiritual counseling. So you can't uh, you can't do spiritual counseling as part of a training program. Can you call it coaching? Can you call it coaching? No. Well, can you just uh, share with me that where that comes from? All right. Well, we'll we'll do some investigation. Yeah. I I think it it it's on a state by state uh, basis. I'm sure. So. Um, I would think that. Um, anyway, I, I, I don't know what to tell you about that. Um, and I sent out an email to everyone yesterday that the year three class is at 3 p.m. on Wednesdays. 3 p.m. on Wednesdays. All right. Oops. Um, okay. Thank you for everybody's patience with that technical stuff so we can get Sue's questions in. So grateful, so thankful for the love of God shining in our heart, in our minds, in our experiences. So grateful and so thankful that right where we are, all is well. And what I know for each and every one of us is that we are truly in this divine partnership with the higher Holy Spirit self, with the love of God shining in our mind, in our hearts. And we're broadcasting it to all of our clients, to everyone in Masterful Living. And we're opening ourselves to true and lasting transformation. We're willing to be that fulcrum point in our life, in our uh, counseling sessions, in our classes, to be that fulcrum point of healing. We are open to changing our mind about the body. We're open and available to let go of any idea that anything is hard or difficult. We are willing to let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting of removing all these false beliefs and we are grateful and thankful to shine the light of God in our awareness and to share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. So grateful that God is organizing our schedule, our big rocks, our life and everything around us. In gratitude we let it be and so it is. Amen. Amen. Love you all. Mwah. Great to be with you as always.